The topic we're dealing with today is something that is close to my heart in that I grew up with uh, this particular practice. The question as it was worded to me was, why do Catholics refer to Mother Mary as their Savior? Now, I personally, at this time in my life, would not refer to Mary in that way as Mother Mary. It's just not a scriptural designation. Uh, but for all of my formative years, that is how I referred to her. I'd like to deal with this subject as biblically as I can and not get into a lot of history or quoting of Catholic doctrine. I, I, I don't think that would be of great interest to a lot of people, but I can't help but say a little bit about where Catholics would get this uh, teaching from. I know myself growing up, we used to say a prayer all the time called the Hail Mary. And in the first part of that prayer, you would say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Now, that part of the prayer I really don't have much of a struggle with because you can find all of that in Luke chapter 1. It's the second half of that prayer where things begin to um, go very wrong. The second part of that prayer says, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and in the hour of our death. Amen. Now, I can't agree with anything from the second half of that prayer. It says, Holy Mary. Well, was she holy in the way, in the sense of being a sanctified, godly person? Yes. Was she holy in the way of being sinless and, and having that sort of perfection? Obviously not. By Mary's own confession, she says in Luke chapter 1, verse number 47, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. So Mary has acknowledged that she needs a Savior. She says, God my Savior, a personal thing. So if she was sinless, there would be no need for her to, to, to have a Savior. And again, in Luke chapter 2, we see her sinful nature pointed out because after Jesus was born, she went to the temple and offered the required sacrifices that any lady in Israel had to offer after giving birth to a young boy. In Luke chapter 2 at verse 24, it says, And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And all you have to do is cross-reference that with Leviticus chapter 12. You can look at verses 6, 7, and 8, and you'll see that this is the offering that was given as a sin offering. So it is an acknowledgement of the sinful nature that a person has. If Mary was sinless, uh, holy, the way the Catholic Church intends that to be understood, then she would have been exempt from this. That, the second half of that prayer also says, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Now, I understand where the Catholic Church gets that designation from. Jesus is God. Mary gave birth to Jesus, so Mary, Mother of God. I, I understand the thinking, however... Uh, that, that's certainly not a biblical expression. Mary is the mother of Jesus, but never do we see in the Bible that it says Mary is the mother of God. We understand that Jesus was the human manifestation of God. We get that. But Mary in no way contributed to the divine aspect of, of Jesus. So I think it's a bit of a misnomer to call her the mother of God. Um, now, to say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. There is no indication biblically that Mary is able to pray for us now. Mary, as far as we know, biblically, 
She is treated like any other uh, saved sinner. Now, I say it like that because in Acts chapter 1, we find her among the disciples, and she's gathered with them in, in the upper room. She is uh, praying alongside them. No one is praying to her. They are all gathered together in a prayer meeting, and they're all talking to God, not to Mary. And that's it. That's the last we read of Mary in the Bible. Uh, no special attention is given her anywhere in the New Testament from that point on. Uh, Paul goes out of his way to say in 1 Timothy 2, verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So biblically speaking, there's no need for us to talk to Mary in order to get to God. There's only one mediator that stands between God and men, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. We read again in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 24, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Now the way it was explained to me, I asked the question when I was uh, a young man growing up, why do we pray to Mary? And the way it was explained was Jesus is angry at us and the only one who can calm him down is his mother. So we pray to Mary, she takes our petitions to Jesus, calms him down, kind of talks him into helping us, and then the process continues from there. Biblically, there's no reason to believe that such a thing happens. As I just read to you, Jesus is the one who ever lives to make intercession for us. We can come unto God by him. Jesus also himself made this very clear. John 14, 6, he said, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So biblically speaking, there's no reason that anyone should refer to Mary as their Savior or think that she plays any direct role in our personal salvation. Now, if you happen to have Catholic friends or family, I, I, I want you to please understand uh, my heart in this. I have many Catholic family members that are trusting their religion instead of their relationship with Jesus Christ as the means of their salvation. And friend, it doesn't matter if someone's trusting the Catholic Church or a Methodist or a Protestant or a Baptist. It doesn't matter what the name of the church is. If you're trusting a church, then friend, you're, you're not trusting the right thing to get you to heaven. Uh, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Your trust, your faith must rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and not in the teachings of a church. So if you have friends or, or, or family members that are possibly confused about this topic, approach them uh, in love. But let's not forget what Paul said. We need to speak the truth in love. Uh, so we, we can't back off from saying the truth about these situations but let's do it with the attitude of love, trying to show these people exactly how they can be saved. If this video has helped, you can click the like button. If you'd like to follow along with our Bible Q&A blog, you can click subscribe. Feel free to leave a Bible question in the comment section below or visit us on our Facebook page, Bible Baptist Church of Pachastruam. And if you live in town, we'd like to invite you to one of our services, and we hope to see you soon. May God bless and have a great day further.